Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. One day we will have an intro, but today is not that day. Hi, I'm Kalina. <laughs> I'm Eleanor. And welcome to Don't Quote Me On That, where I've decided I'm not welcoming back people because two people listen to our show. It's my mom and Eleanor's grandma. So hello to those two people whose names I will not mention, and we did not have a problem with this before. Uh, yes, and uh, welcome back to whoever else is back. Um, it's me editing this. It's Kalina editing this. <laughs> but we're having fun anyway. Um this did not dox anyone on the internet this morning no on accident <laughs> well you caught it before it went on the internet so you're fine is it doxing if i did it accidentally i i do think <laughs> doxing refers to the actual action and not the not intent yeah well it's like how how you can kill someone without murdering them you know well, but like it says online harassment, and I feel like harassment involves intent, you know? Okay, all right. I guess I guess you're right. I guess you just potentially leaked sensitive information. Yeah, there we go. I mean, you, you didn't, because this is not our third time <laughs> recording this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about today, Eleanor? Uh, today, we are continuing our Euphoria recap with uh, Season 2, Episode 4. I believe we are, uh, this is the halfway point. I think there's eight episodes total. Um, I feel like not anything has happened yet. No, like every time, like I don't remember what happened in what episode. And then I'll like read read my notes or like skim through an episode. And I'm like, oh, none of the fun stuff happened yet. All the fun stuff happened yeah. in like, the last two episodes. Which and is really the last one. Which is kind of weird because there are eight episodes. I mean, like, there is a lot of groundwork being laid. And this episode especially, I think, is, is pretty important for the, the groundwork. But I think um, it's kind of like what we were talking about with season one. Like, when you watched season one, you're like, oh, a lot happened. So, mm-hmm. like, when I was watching the episodes, I was like, oh, there's so much going on. But then when you watch the last episode of this season... Then you're like, so much happened in this this 30 minutes compared to the last seven episodes. And like, I, I kind of wonder, I know we have to wait two years and by that point we'll completely forget ep- seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. But like, are they going to raise the stakes for season three or are they going to lower them? Because I would love it if they like lowered them and just each episode was each main character going to therapy for a year. <laughs> And like it was like it they was had like maybe like one major plot point and that was it. Yeah, and like the major plot point maybe was Jules because we already had a Jules therapy episode, so like she can go do whatever. Yeah. But like everyone else just mm-hmm. is there and like either gets therapy or rehab, um, or both. I think um, Fez should get to go on like vacation. Oh, I and definitely think mom. Fez needs something. Uh, I think, yeah, Rue's mom needs, like, parenting classes, and then she and Gia can go to the beach for a little bit, you know? And then, like, the Howard Or the mountains, if it actually takes place in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever, like, isn't where they're in now. Yeah. Lexi's mom goes to a very, very intensive um, detox rehab center because... We've seen her. We've seen her. Let's see. Uh, you know what, Nate? He, I mean, he needs 
some therapy, but also, like, maybe he needs to be alone for a little bit. Not, like, not in a relationship alone, but, like, just give him a nice little... A nice little room. It has a bed. It has a to toilet. It has a TV. No, because he, he would start killing people. Woods. He would. He no. He cannot be Pretty anywhere. Good, yeah. See, I'm trying to describe prison, but um, I don't know how <laughs> I feel about prison. I just think Nate needs to like be away from society just for a little bit so he In can like learn himself and stop being himself. <laughs> It's okay to be yourself, unless you're Nate Jacobs. That's the takeaway from this episode. We always have one good point. It's okay to be yourself, but not like that. So, the rest of the episode's gonna be bad if we've already hit our... our Oh, I definitely, don't worry. I definitely have more more lessons that that I can find us. Uh, Anyway. We open. Episode four. Give us the play-by-play. We open with the world's most uncomfortable sex scene. Um, Yeah. Uh, Jules is going down on Rue, um, and then it cuts, Rue is like, Jules is the best thing that's ever happened to me, which, um, suspicious because yesterday it was opioids, um, and I love her, and this is the first time anyone has ever gone down on me, and and then we get a very nice cut, and it's kind of a montage of Rue and Jules as like famous or notable like media couples or r- jewels as like notable art pieces mm-hmm. and i think it's very nice um oh weird but i i do like it i i like the kind of idea that they're trying to get across but like um the first one is Jules is Aphrodite and I found it a little scary because one the shot was just for so long just there was mm-hmm. some really slow zoom out on her whole body mm-hmm. and then also the hair but then I did like her dressed up as the different paintings and movies once they were like the Titanic and Rue was Jack and Jules was Rose and I thought she looked good there and I thought that was cute and I liked them and like they also did like a Brookback Mountain one they looked and very they looked good really then. Really good there somehow. Um, but I, I, I do. I agree. I liked the idea and I like how it came across. But also sometimes I was like, eh. But mostly the effort, anything. It yeah. It was it was a little long, but I I think it was nice and I kind of liked the the intent. Um, and then yeah. we cut to. Uh, Rue, unenthusiastically faking an orgasm. Yeah, this is when I was like, Jules is being ignorant on purpose, which we touched on in the last episode. But, like, there's no way Jules does not know Rue is on drugs. Basically, yeah. what happens is Jules is going down on Rue, and then Rue was like, she might as well be going down on my ankle because I'm so high right now. I can't feel anything. So just and to get it Rue's over with. And like, that's amazing. Wow. That, that's amazing. That, that's so amazing. I just... I just did it. It's over now. And Jules is like, did you fake that? And she's like, no, of course not. She's it like, was amazing. No, that was and amazing. Like, and then the voiceover says, did I already say amazing? Yeah, you did about six times. Yeah, like ten times. But like, if I were Jules, right? Like, yeah, you might be like a little insecure at first. But like, if you take that into consideration with also every other weird thing Rue has done in the last three episodes, mm-hmm. she's definitely high. I will say, though, that for this one specifically, 
uh, A, yeah, something's up. Like, she should have noticed that. But I would also argue that Jules is too selfish to notice in this one instance um, because it was her first ever time doing that to a girl. Mm-hmm. And so it's very possible she was more stressed about that and blaming the, the fake on her than on Rue. Yeah. So, like, I could see both sides of the argument, but um, also if your girl girl says something is amazing six times in a row, um, either she does not trust you enough to tell you that you were bad at what you're doing, or perhaps, given her um, history is high. Um, I also wrote, Rue is real good at that gaslighting thing. And then in parentheses, she is not. Because she is not. She's not. And then we get to another uncomfortable scene. Where? Um, this scene was both uncomfortable and also really funny. Um, but Jules and Elliot are hanging out. Also, I just have, I, we're going to get into this in a second. I just have so many questions about, anyway, I just, I wrote down, imagine showing up to set and then the director's like, okay, so today you got to let homeboy, and I put in quotation marks, make out with your hand. Because what happened is is, Jules is giving like the play-by-play to Elliot, right? And she's like... Uh, maybe she's just not into me and Elliot's like well maybe you're just like bad at it maybe you're just bad at doing that and she's like oh how dare you so then he shows her how to to do that correctly but on her hand and like I don't think first of all I don't like spit if someone was like well I showed up to work and he was like yeah he's just gonna make out with your hand essentially I'd get a new job yeah I and then she does it to his hand. And then I'd get a new job. And then they kiss. Yeah. Which, like... Actually, totally... I, the wor- I rewatched this episode before we did this, and I noticed the worst part. So after she does it to his hand, he goes, and voila, you're, you're done. And then he licks his hand and goes, and you taste good, and then they made out. Which, like, I suppose if you're making that, you're swapping spit already, but... But, like, not like that. It's not have to lick it off your hand first. Yeah, there were... I... <laughs> I am just deeply uncomfortable for pretty much the first ten minutes of this episode. <laughs> On a lighter note, I did... I, I hate that I'm saying this, but... Elliot is he's just he's like not really that hot and like I'm not attracted to him but also he's so chill Mm -hmm. so like things like like he like he's sitting there talking he's like genuinely giving her advice but it's not like he's not like making a big deal of it and I'm like oh I love men but like objectively he's not that hot but like I love men you know oh chill oh chill man and then I wrote down Jules this is bad but to be fair if I if it were single me with no obligations and he was just g chilling can't blame her you know my thing is like how are you gonna be so worried that rue is 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 into elliot like you're so worried about that and then after like two days you start kissing him yeah because a couple days before she was like oh do you have a crush on her and he was like yeah but i guess the best way to counteract that 
and make sure it should change the crush yeah exactly <laughs> obviously and then so they're making out and they're getting hot and heavy and then they're like someone's phone vibrates and they stop making out and like do people really stop making out to check their phones because i'll be on my phone ignoring messages um, I think they do if um it's if it's a if it's high up on the possibility list that the text is from your girlfriend saying well, she's about to walk say. into the room. Well, that's what I see, and I I would I would agree with that. I'm like, oh, they know Rue's coming because the text is Rue saying she's outside his house and he goes to let her in. But I don't think they remembered because they were just like going for it. You know what I mean? Like they were like Rue doesn't exist nothing exists except the two of us and then he like checked his phone he was like oh Rue's here but it didn't seem like he remembered that 10 seconds before maybe like 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 you know they were looking for an out so that they they wouldn't go all the way and so you know it'd be like oh that was crazy remember when we did that but then thank goodness the phone rang I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like it wasn't even. It wasn't even like the phone. Like if the phone was ringing, it was a phone call, maybe. But the phone straight up. I think Rue just texts, and it was a buzz. And like I said, I sit on my phone and I don't answer text messages that come in. I think I've got six unread messages in Instagram right now. <laughs> if if you're one of them, I'm sorry. But um, like. I'm, I mean, I'm glad. It's good that it, it happened and it should, but I was just saying realistically, I don't know if that, I'm just, I feel like Rue might have been coming up the stairs before they like put two and okay. two together, you well, know? Well, here's your problem. You said the word realistically. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I would like to go back again to my theory that they would be happy as a thruple. Um, I think... I was think well, not here, but later in the episode, I was like, oh, Eleanor's... Eleanor's getting close to getting her wish here. Honestly, I should get my wish because I'm right. I mean, I'm wrong because of the greater, you know, implications and characters and choices that they're making and, you know, who they are as people and, like, all the baggage and backstory. But they'd be happy as a throuple. Yeah. Just ignore most of it. Um, and then we go to our favorite couple. Number one. Nate and Cassie. We are the number one Nate and Cassie stands. <laughs> My first note is I, I'm starting to think he's not faking liking her because I don't think he would put up with all that crying if he were faking it. My first note is stop underage drinking and then stop having sex. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I think that this is the point where Cassie becomes indefensible. I think before, you know, it wasn't great that she was sleeping with Nate and like it's still not great. But before Nate and Maddie were like hanging out actively, you could be like, well, you know, maybe what if, happened was if Cassie, Maddie's really done with him. Cassie dug a hole and then was like, or like. Like, I think Nate created a hill and Cassie hopped in with him. And then Cassie was like, I'm going to start digging. And then Mm -hmm. made it worse. Yeah. It's definitely both of their faults. But, like, Cassie, stop sleeping with with Nate when he starts telling you. Also, like, is Maddie? I would have to imagine Maddie's the one telling her about her and Nate. But, like, just stop. Stop. And then. And, like. No, you go. 
Oh, I was going to say, Nate and Cassie are having this little fight about Maddie, which ridiculous situation. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, So before we get like, like we see a little bit of Nate and Cassie together, but Nate goes over to, it's like a little montage of sorts. And Nate goes over to where Maddie's babysitting, which we saw at the end of the last episode, he showed up at the house. So we get a bit more of that. And I think they've got some good lines in here. And I was thinking a bit about like, you know, when you have like a mean girl, they have a tendency to always like kind of simplify them and then maybe give them redeeming characteristics later on and give them depth later on which whereas here i think they always gave maddie depth we just obviously didn't see as much of it because season one wasn't about her as much you know she Mm -hmm. wasn't as involved but at one point they're having a conversation and she goes i feel like you ruined me forever and nate says it doesn't sound romantic when you say it like that and like it wasn't it shouldn't be it was not there was no romantic intent like and then she says you know i um I loved you. Did you know I loved you? And she said, and then she says, did you feel loved by me? And somehow he picked the worst possible response, which was, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like, I know the one trait about Nate I appreciate, even though he's horrible, is he's honest. And I feel like just one time he could have lied and been like, yeah. I was oh. like, she, I think she needed that. Yeah, I said, Nate has no idea what love feels like. So like, at least he was being honest, but also... He's always honest. You have no problem with lying no, actually, he yeah, you're right. He does not lie very often. This time, make it easier for everyone involved. Just say, yeah. Or just like don't say any like saying yeah. nothing would have been better. Be like, see, that's when you go. Oh my god, I got a text. Ruse outside. You know. Well, see, at the end of this scene, right after he says, "I don't know," as they hug, and it kind of it's kind of like reminiscent of that shot at them at the at the win- at the dance where she's like. um I hate how you make me feel and like we're terrible for each other. So it's kind of like that. He could he could have just jumped into that little hug, kiss on the head, leave the house. He didn't mm-hmm. have to answer the question. He didn't have to. And like, Maddie deserves better. At this point, uh, Maddie deserves nothing if Maddie deserving something means that she gets Nate, you know? That's mm-hmm. just, you know... Maybe, maybe but she yeah, has, we're, we're you know, in. she awakens, has a passion for teaching. Then she just goes to school somewhere else. I don't know. But um, after literally the little... Literally anywhere he's not. Literally anywhere he's not. After the little montage, Nate and Cassie are talking and... Um, <laughs> the, I wrote down this quote because I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, they're basically, Nate's like... And Cassie's like, and it's about Maddie. Um, And Cassie goes, you two were broken up. And then Nate goes, that is a comfort to no one but you, which is true. And I'm glad he said it because Nate, no morals. Maddie, not going to care if they were broken up or not. Cassie thinks it gives her a leg up on something. I was like, I hate to agree with Nate Jacobs, okay? But, like, we've been saying that. The fact, like, because I think if Cassie didn't keep arguing, you two were broken up. It wouldn't be such a big deal because she's arguing the semantics of how long they were That's literally the only leg she has to stand on. Yeah. She, like, she knows and you know she knows. And she's like, no, it's fine because, dude, they were broken up. But, like, no one else is, is making the distinction but you. Mm-hmm. And like I remember all the other times they broke up before and then got back together because that's just how the relationship works. Yeah, I think other like other than Nate 
and Maddie, Cassie knows best how their relationship works, you know, Mm because she's Maddie's best friend who has been there for all of it. She keeps repeating. Yeah. She's She's my best friend. Is she yours in my bed right now? Yeah. Like, that's fine and dandy. I'm glad you have a friend. I don't think she wants to be yours after this. You're kind of... Yeah, I don't think you're doing a good job at it. Uh Uh-uh. And then we get the iconic line where Cassie goes, What you don't understand me is that I am crazier. No. My favorite thing is, he, he. first of all, he goes, you can leave or you can get back in the bed. And like, first of all, I would have left, right? <laughs> but like, she turns around and she turns around and we get a shot of the back of her head. And then he says something to her. I think, I think that's what he says. Or if not, he says something to her. And then she turns around. You can see on her face. She's like, oh, yeah, I got him now. And she pulls out the I am crazier line. And he goes, that's not something to be proud of. And again, I can't believe I'm agreeing with Nate Jacobs. But like, you can tell it wasn't genuine. Like, she was like, oh. I I can play this the right way and he's going to want me and I like I got yeah. him now. I got him in the corner. No you don't. She's like this is definitely what people would say in this situation. No. I also then they get into like a screaming match. No, not people. This is she probably like this is what Maddie would say. Maddie yeah. Like, yeah. I would have let her leave. She like storms out the room. I would have said, "Okay." Okay. But they don't before have that, to deal with that. They get into a little screaming match. And Nate's like, you just want everyone to think you're so sweet, blah, blah, blah. And you're not, you know, you kind of suck. And his delivery isn't great. And he is by no means, you know, a good person in any situation. But again, but he's right. Someone needed to say something to Cassie. I don't think she's going to listen to anyone, especially not if it comes from Nate. But, you know, someone needed to say something to her because she was acting up. And- he, listen... He, he, as awful as he was, he was spitting some facts in this scene. <laughs> and I unfortunately agreed with him the entire time. Um, and then, this is just a real quick aside before we, we move on to um, our, our favorite thruple. Nate's dad calls him Mr. Big Balls. Just says that. That, that was one of the things I didn't take notes on, actually. Because um, Cal's drunk off his head. Um, his injured head. I don't think you're supposed to drink with a head injury. No, and then I did say, I think Ashtray messed up this man in the head big time, and then the stress probably didn't help. So, yeah, so, Cal's either drunk or just generally messed up in the head because he just got hit in it a bunch. Um, And he's like, he calls Nate Mr. Big Balls and says, I'm going to go for a drive. And Nate's like, wear a seatbelt. Which is... The only thing you could have said in that... I mean, the the perfect thing to say would have been, no, no don't drive in that state. But like, would Cal have listened? No. Are we going to be super upset if Cal... Not really. Sorry. Anyway, Eleanor's favorite thruple. I like how you keep saying our favorite thruple, and I would like to make it very clear. It's Eleanor's favorite thruple. Not that I... They're not... Not that I don't necessarily... Oh, like is sometimes. your favorite thruple Maddie Cassie Nate? Shut up! No. That's well, because those are the only o- those are the only convenient like in the show. Options. I'm sure, like if if you gave me some time, I'd come up with a better thruple just in general. Phoebe, no. Joey Chandler, no. Rachel, no. Monica, Phoebe, no. 
Ursula, Joey. I, I don't think anyone in Friends would be in my favorite throuple <laughs> either. Let's go that way. Although my favorite couple in Friends is Joey, Rachel. That's the only correct answer. Moving on. Joey, Rachel, Gunther. Okay, so anyway, when we go to our next scene, I write down. I wrote down that I want a friend like Rue and Elliot are friends, because um, we were like we were like out. So we're seeing a shot of outside Elliot's bedroom door, and the two of them are just like dancing around and goofing off and just being really cute. Galena, they're high. Well, see, we didn't if know that yet. They're on the screen. I think we can get this. <laughs> um. And then Rue goes to the bathroom and Elliot goes and sits on the bed and then it turns out Jules is there too. And then they start making out. And I said, I wrote down, because at this point I was really confused. I was like, aren't Rue and Jules dating? Why are they <laughs> talking about... And then Jules goes, I think she has a crush on you. Why are you talking about your girlfriend having a crush on your your mutual friend? Aren't you two dating? But there's another person. And then I was like, so they're making out again. So maybe they're not dating, but they are. For everyone, they they that was also definitely famous. are. They are dating. And then Elliot says, should we all just do it? No, no, no. Yes. You missed the lead up to that. Okay, what happens? Um, Elliot goes to the bathroom, right? Yeah. No, that's after. Oh, is it really? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. When... No, it's not, because he said, listen, so Rue goes to the bathroom, then they hear her coming back, so they stop making out. Elliot says, I'm going to go to the bathroom also, which I think was intentional, the way they structure that line, because he goes to the bathroom, and then underneath the cup is a line of something, but instead of doing- Well, yeah, because I have, I have, we should all just, whatever, right before I talk about the drugs in the bathroom. Okay, well, maybe you're right, if you have it in order. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, that 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 was the scene where I was like, Eleanor might get her wish finally. Yeah, and like they shouldn't because of who they are, but they should. But yeah, so Elliot J- Rue goes to the bathroom, and then they start making out, and then Elliot's like, "I also have to pee." And like, does Jules just not go to the bathroom? She's being willfully ignorant, or no? They just stack it like that, as if one of them goes to the bathroom. They just got to go back to back. Like Jules cannot get in in those two seconds. In the in, the in between. Yeah, because it was like yeah, a, it just... was like a ten twenty second in before between um, Rue coming back and Elliot going to the bathroom. And yeah, so he does. Does he do? He doesn't do the drugs. He just like looks at them, right? Yeah, and, and he like yeah, he blows it down the sink or something. And then and he comes back into the Wait, room. Okay, quick, sorry. I think it's fine. No, I just, I was rewatching, so I thought about this. It was like, I don't, like, it's good he didn't do the drugs. And, like, not that he owes Rue anything. And, like, you don't owe the person you're doing drugs with stuff. But I do feel like it's kind of, I guess, like, if Rue found out he wasn't doing drugs with her like she thought he was, she would feel betrayed. You know what I mean? So I think it's kind of bad but like also really good he's not doing the drugs you know what i mean but like if he's gonna have I mean, this moral I, dilemma knowing rue i think she'd just be happy that there were more for her but there i don't think she just, just he just whooshed, whooshed them away with his breath he didn't do them he just that's true them. but like Nothing. if you're gonna have this moral dilemma maybe like tell someone rue's doing drugs but foreshadowing <laughs> yeah but um, like do it now anyway 
comes back from the bathroom. Uh, Elliot comes back from the bathroom, and then Rue kisses him, and then Jules goes, that wasn't ten seconds, because they're still playing their truth or dare thing. Um, like, not great. I don't know why Jules would think of that. I mean, I do know why Jules would think of that, but like... Wh- I know, exactly. Then, she's trying to assage her guilt. And then they um, they start using Elliot as a pawn for their... Yes. Um, he says lesbian power games, which is like kind of true, and it was kind of funny. And then he goes... We should go steal some liquor, which is the worst idea he's ever had, and he's snorting drugs all the time. So the I bar. Said, I said, if my girlfriend asked someone else to do what Jules asked, like dared Elliot to do, I would not be happy, even if we're all homies and we're they were chilling, okay? And then also, this is them sober. They haven't had like I know Rue and Elliot aren't sober, but like to be fair, they are regular drug users, so I do think they're like tolerance is different elliot might be more sober than usual yeah this is them with no alcohol Mm -hmm. and they were like you know what we need to spice this party up nothing i think you all should go home i don't think it could get worse well it was just it was just elliot it was like i need to be drunk for this and like if you need to be drunk for something yeah but they agreed well yeah but yeah then we have Maddie's birthday party. Great scene. It just, this is, I think, the peak of cinema up to this point. Cassie and Lexi's mom is not a great mom. No. She, the first thing she says is that if anybody, if, if anyone at the party tells, like, snitches on her that she's giving them alcohol, their time at the Howard household will be Bonito burrito. <laughs> I'm I miss I'm failing to see the issue here. She's hilarious. That's a problem. I mean, she's hilarious, but like not when you think about her as a mother. No, but I, I was thinking that, and like I don't I don't necessarily think she goes into it with this intent in mind. But like also the argument of I rather you do it under my house, under my eye, than like at least like we know it happens later. But like I don't think anyone if they're drinking with their friend's parents are going to get smashed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus and if like, they're drinking I, and hiding it from their friend's parents. I think I, I agree with the, the it's safer under my roof more when like A, the drinking age in America shouldn't be 21. Let's just say that right now and get over get get that over with. Yeah. But B, it makes more sense if it's like a glass of wine with dinner and not just a full stocked mini bar for a 17 year old's birthday party. I agree. And we don't condone underage drinking. I I do I don't mind as much because it's her birthday and like I can see like like I, I agree with your thing, like a glass of wine at dinner. So like for a little mm-hmm. celebration. But yeah, they shouldn't have been having more than one drink. But we do not condone underage drinking here. I don't quote no, me on don't. that. Don't do that. Do not do that. Move to Ireland when you're eighteen, so it's legal. Move to Ireland when you're seventeen, have your eighteenth birthday there. Go hard. Okay, Kalina, not all of us skipped a grade. Not all of us could, Eleanor. Anyway, we're at Maddie's birthday party. Um, if Cassie had any brains, if her, if any synapses of hers were still firing at this point, and this is before she gets bad, if she had 
anything kicking around up there, she would have pushed the whole world for Maddie to have a girls only birthday party. Do you know Mm -hmm. how easy it would have been? She'd been like, you know what, Maddie, we just need to forget about Nate. It just needs to be us girls that whole night. It would have been so easy. None of this would have happened. I, I So, like, we get these really cool shots of, like, Cassie and Maddie. And, like, it's very dim lighting. And, like, they're just being lit up by the birthday cake. And I didn't take too many notes at the start of this scene. But I know at one point, Cassie gives Maddie her birthday And I just feel like this is... And I understand why Maddie, like, it's not, again, and we've said this before, it's not Cassie, it's not even so much Cassie sleeping with Nate, because one, we know Nate's horrible, so, like, we're not surprised he did that, but it's more the betrayal, and, like, Cassie gives Maddie this, like, scrapbook she put together of photos, and, like, like, photos of them, and to be to be fair, I do think Cassie chose the a great place to have her breakdown because every time she was crying, they just assumed it was because she was so happy it was Maddie's birthday, mm-hmm. um, whereas she was crying because Nate wasn't showing up. But she gives Maddie the gift, and Maddie cries and stands up and hugs her and says, "says she lo- I love you." And I was like, the, I like I assume she had been working on it for a while because to be fair, she hasn't been with Nate that long. But like yeah, the, like, you know how not vindictive, but vindictive you have to be to be sleeping with your best friend's ex boyfriend and then putting together a scrapbook of like your friendship. Yeah, she just like getting it on with Nate and then going home and saying, "I think the Disneyland picture would be better next to the fourth grade." Like picture cutting thing. out little clips and putting that like. You know the first. It's either the level of delusion you have to have to separate those two. Our vindictiveness, and I, I do think Cassie's on the delusional side, but like, mm-hmm. oh my god! And then like, if that came to light, I'd be so hurt. And like, oh, Cassie's just off the rails. Okay, Cassie is ridiculous. Um, and then, so we get a little thing of like Cal driving recklessly, trying to die. Whatever, we'll come back to him. They steal. The liquor. Oh wait, I was so convinced oh. because Cal was on the road just driving up and down. He's we're just seeing this like stretch of yes. highway, and I was fully convinced he was either going to roll off the road or he was going to hit Elliot and I and Jules. Agree, because they were also on the road just go in the middle of, like stretch of highway that we didn't see, and I and like Cal's like swerving into the other people's lane. I was so terrified he was going to run him over. For a while, I, I remember when I very first watched it, I, I thought that was also going to happen. Uh, I agree. Uh, but they, they wind up, I guess Nate's, uh, Cal is going to his little honky-tonk bar, and they're going to a gas station that's just in the middle of the city. Why didn't they just go to Fez's plate? Fez would have sold them alcohol. And we know that Elliot makes a lot of money selling whatever music he sells online. They could have just bought a pack of 14 White Claws for $10 from Fez's store. Do you think Fez checks IDs? <laughs> no. He's going to check if you show. And he knows Jules is, is Rue's lady. He would have probably given mm-hmm. it to her for free, honestly. I mean, like, yeah, that's fine. You know, I think he would have been happy that Rue isn't trying to buy 
heroin from him. Honestly. Although I Which, do like, like when they go to, to that rob. Point in a friendship. Not great. <laughs> when, they, when they go to rob the liquor store, Elliot goes, okay, I'm going to distract the cashier. Jules, you steal the liquor. Rue, you stay here. So I'm glad. Um, again, I don't think you should bring her along if you know she can't be trusted on a trip like this. But also, I'm glad everyone well, was like, other, Rue's not helpful. The other option was to keep her at home at Elliot's place where I'm assuming she knows where he keeps the drugs. So, like, of the two options, I guess they chose the best one. But, yeah. Also, I liked how there was a little bit of a parallel of when Fez would always say, Rue, you sit there, Mm -hmm. you do nothing. Do nothing. This time she actually listened. Yeah. So maybe she's she's learning. That's true. Um, But... So they steal the liquor, whatever. The shop owner gets mad, throws a bottle through Elliot's window. Whatever. Somebody passes Rue. Oh, Rue does not get one. Somebody, right? Doesn't someone pass her a white claw? Doesn't Jules give her a white claw? I'm pretty sure they might put the bag in the seat. Because, like, basically an argument that comes up later is they're like, why are you drinking, Rue? But, like, yeah, if you all handed her a drink, maybe that's why she's. Yeah, but whoever she has a drink, she has one. And Elliot cops it first and Mm -hmm. goes, Rue, you can't drink on that shit. And she's like, it's fine. I'm like, no, it's not. But like, it's fine. And then Jules sees it and she's like, Rue, I thought you were sober. Why are you drinking? And your Jules impression is very good. Thank you. And Rue is like, it's fine. I don't even like alcohol like that. And then Jules is like, then why are you drinking? Because you guys just spent two hours stealing a pack of White Claws. What? What? And also she's high. Nobody at this point was like, maybe we shouldn't. I mean, look, it, if you are Jules, okay, you think your girlfriend is... A currently sober recovering addict. Okay, and you have you have some experience with addicts because your mother was an addict, okay? Why would you say we should definitely put alcohol in front of her? That seems like a good idea. And then be and upset again, not that to she's be like, partaking. Oh, you're responsible for the drug addict, but also like you are a little bit and, and again you don't need to create the conditions. For her to fail in, you know? She shouldn't fail, like, but, like, you don't need to help. Especially, it's, like, it would be different. I, it, It's, like, one thing to not invite her to your house because your dad might have a bottle of wine out. This would be, like, having your birthday party at a bar and saying, you have to come because you're my girlfriend. You know, you don't just... And she didn't learn. Because remember at the Halloween party last season when Rue had finally decided to get sober and then that was the night Jules was like, I'm going to get hammered. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through the night, she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You should have thought about that before right now. And like that one, I feel like that's, you know, she's a dumb teenager at a party with a lot of alcohol. I mm-hmm. think for that one, Rue probably shouldn't have gone to the party. I don't remember if Jules pressured her to go to the party or anything, but I feel like that one falls a little bit more on Rue because she kind of had a little bit more agency. If you are hanging out with 
if there are three people and two of them are like, we need to go steal alcohol right now, why would you do that? Just wait until you guys are alone because apparently you're alone a lot because y'all are starting a cute little affair. It is a cute affair. Also, um, I don't know if the adult we see in Elliot's house is a parent or what. Um, f- this was a while ago, but like they're yeah, sitting there smoking weed together. I think it's his I would mom. imagine. I would imagine whoever adult that is would would buy alcohol for them if they asked nicely and gave her money because canonically Elliot has money. It's very easy to be a drug addict when you got money. It's also, I would imagine, very easy to convince somebody over 21 to buy you alcohol when you have money. Mm-hmm. You just wait outside a store and say, if I give you this, will you buy me alcohol? Like, And as we've established, the security and the, the cashiers in this small town are not that great. No. Maybe Elliot just lives really far away and that's why they didn't go to Fez. But he has a car. I don't know, homie. Homie. I just, I'm I have a lot of questions. Here. I just feel like maybe we don't need somebody else actively writing on the script, but we do need somebody to sit there and play devil's advocate for two seconds. We volunteer. Honestly, I would do it for free. You just give me a I, snack and I'm happy. Honestly, yeah. Just let me out. Oops. Just, you know, let me out the, the snack bar. We'll be, we'll be good. But we get back to the party. This is all like cut in and out. So like it's like very yeah, short. Yeah, it does. Everything. It jumps very quickly. Um, This happened a little bit earlier. But basically at the party, Kat's talking about like, which I think Maddie is a really, Maddie's like probably the best friend in this whole show. Not like best mm-hmm. friend, but like she is the best friend. As far as in general. doing, as you know, supportive friend. friend things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because Kat, like, she's at a birthday party. It, it, it's Maddie's birthday, right? So, like, logically, everything should be about Maddie and she shouldn't be sad. It's the one day I'll give her that. And Kat looks sad, so she asks her what wrong, what's wrong. And Kat's talking about how, like, she's just really sick of Ethan. And Maddie was like, yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> um, and she's like, Kat's like, you know, it's weird because he's so nice. But every time he's so nice and does the right things, I'm just so annoyed. And Maddie, who has experience in this field, goes, there's a difference between what you should want and what you actually want. And I just think being friends with Maddie would be so fun because she's such a trip. But she, like, I think gives genuinely good advice. Like, you remember Kat mm-hmm. was being awful and she told her about herself, but still came and gave her advice. And I think she does the cutest thing. She goes, you know, it would be fun. And Matt, Kat goes, what? And she goes, dancing with me at my birthday party. And Kat goes, okay, yeah, fine. And they go dance together. And I thought that was really cute. I do. I think, I think Maddie is, is a good friend. Which makes it even more. So back to the worst friend in the show, Cassie. First homegirl. Before that, we get we get a we get clips of Cal dancing at the honky tonk bar oh, yeah, intercut with him. Cassie dancing with the same. No, no, song. we, ha- we haven't we, gotten there yet. We haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten there yet. Cassie, oh, I, wrote, I said, Cassie, you could pre- do? we could pre- you could pretend to be happy. We get a scene intercut of Cassie coming home, and Lexi goes. Did you lose weight? Because she's like getting oh, undressed. Yeah. And it's intercut with Cassie responding. And then the actors auditioning for Lexi's play to play Cassie. Mimicking her responses, essentially. So um, at one point, Cassie goes, don't I look fine? Which, first of all, no. But Mm-mm. she goes, don't I look fine? And then you get cut to the actor on stage going, don't I look fine? And like Cassie snaps at Lexi. And she's like, God, you're always making me so 
making like making you're so judgmental and making me feel bad about myself. And Lexi was like, I was just I was just asking a question. Like I I won't do that anymore. And like Cassie again, I think she picked a good day to like have a breakdown. But like, you shouldn't look miserable at your best friend's birthday party if everything's fine. Mm-mm. And then okay, we we haven't gotten to yeah we got, have so much good I stuff. I completely forgot about Cassie okay. is drinking. Every shot we see of Cassie, she's chugging something and like at one point she goes is nate coming and bb goes yeah i think maddie said so and then she downs her drink and then we get a shot of her in her bathroom a couple shots later and she's like chugging she's very clearly chugging the smirnoffs and then she looks up and sees this like bathing suit hanging over the like (laughs) hanging over the like shower curtain rod and at first I forgot they were at their house. So I thought she was like borrowing someone's swimsuit. But like this is her <laughs> this is her swimsuit, okay? And then she comes down in this it's like a one piece, but like it's got Very less on it out. than a two piece does. Um it's like hot pink. I'm sure everyone's seen it, okay? Just everything yeah. is out. And this is one of my favorite shots in the whole episode because Cassie comes walking down like Nate and um Maddie are standing at the foot of the stairs talking and Nate's like and I, t- I do think Nate was trying to do the right thing. Nate was like, I'm going to go. And Maddie's like, no, you have to stay and come in the hot tub with us, right? She's like, you can't leave. It's my birthday. After he gave her her gift. And then cue Cassie walking down the stairs in slow-mo. Cue Cat walking past the stairs and making <laughs> the exact same face that I was making. Because what was she doing? And she's wearing this, she's wearing this two-piece. First of all, the hot tub's not even like on yet. No one else is out there. She's just coming down the stairs drinking her Smirnoffs. Um, I wrote down, Don't You Buy the Pussycat Dolls was playing in the background. <laughs> and then we, and then after she walks down the stairs and she like pauses and looks at Nate and Maddie and they look at her and then she goes outside and Kat walks into another room and goes, well, that was a choice. <laughs> it, it certainly was, Kat. Thank you. And then we get to Cow. So yeah, Cow's at the, the Sorry, honky yes. bar dancing. I will and- say... I did forget most of that because every time Cassie's on screen, I my brain starts screaming no, a little bit. it's so... Fu- I, I, I remember that solely for Kat's face as she walks past the stairs <laughs> looking at her. But Cal's at the Honky Tonk Bar and he's dancing. And then the same song is like playing... And this is, this is like... What were we talking about? Diegetic and non-diegetic sounds? This was, I think, diegetic because Cassie was singing along to the song. So the same song's playing in the Honky Tonk Bar as, as it is in Cassie's room. And she's like dancing around. And I said, um, for, this is further proof that Cassie is losing it because she's being conflated with Cal, who has like a very clear brain injury and, and yeah. issues. And both of them, I think, feel like their lives are falling apart. But also it's mostly because it's mostly their own fault well, that their lives are falling it's apart. It's like almost 95% their own fault. Yeah. I just think we need to stop with the parallels between Nate like who Nate is sleeping with and his dad, it is very weird. I think Freud would have a field day with this show, and I think we need to not let that. Oh, happen. that's how they wrote Nate's character. They just pulled out all of Freud's best hits and said, "Let's make that into a man." There you go. Uh, but yeah, and then they get into the hot tub, and we're not going to talk about most of it because it's disgusting. No, no, but no. The- you're skipping no. all the good stuff. No, you're skipping all the good stuff. Cassie, what so I... we're like, we're cutting between Cal and Cassie dancing, right? And then we get this last shot of Cassie dancing from outside of her room. And the camera zooms out very slowly. And then it pans to Nate and Maddie standing outside Cassie's room watching her dance. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not super funny because Nate goes, they look, they're looking at her. And Nate goes, 
is she always like that? And Maddie goes, no, but when she drinks, it's tragic, which is not funny because I was thinking about her dad and she's probably, you know, it Mm -hmm. it would make sense she's having problems. But then also I was thinking about her mom and her mom is the alcoholic, whereas her dad did like drugs. But I think there's a difference between addiction and then like her mom's like an alcoholic, but not like a, like a, like a getting hammered and smashed. You know what I mean? Like she's just always kind of drunk. Whereas her I, father has like a genuine addiction problem and cannot, cannot walk I, that line. I, 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 I disagree. I think their mother is an addict just the same. It just manifests a little differently. Um, because I don't think she'd be able, like based on everything we've seen, she wouldn't be able to function without alcohol. Yeah, no, I and like it's definitely the both of them. I just think because I think there's a lot of we've made an effort, or the show's made an effort to connect and parallel Cassie with her father. I think it's more on that side. Does that make sense? That yeah, because, that makes sense. Then. Yeah, she's definitely not a. Like, uh, whereas her mother is doing it all will. the time. Yeah, where her mother is doing it all the time, kind of not casually but like doing it all the time but at a consistent level i think her father and cassie and turn is yeah one really really big yeah. bad day which is what cassie's having here yeah and cassie then having a horrible day it's and, her fault but like she is not no i told you she great. just started digging and then she's like oh my god why is this hole getting deeper while she's holding <laughs> the shovel okay can I talk about the hot oh, yes. tub now? Oh yes, go ahead. Sorry, I, you're missing. All, you're missing all the good stuff. Well, I I don't think it out, Cassie. I yeah, for the most part. Um, this happens like seconds before the worst thing in the world happens, but they're all sitting in the hot tub chatting, and I don't remember who, but somebody says something about Maddie and Nate getting back together. And Nate says that they're not getting back together, and then Maddie says, "I was gonna say no, but why are you saying no?" Which is a very good line. The situation, not amazing. Nobody should say that they're getting back together. But but I thought I thought that was a good line. And I do think Maddie is very, very funny. And I do think she makes some good points. I, yeah, I was wondering who said that too. Because it was either Cassie fishing for information or it was, their, it was Cassie's mom. Because I knew she was like kind of, Cassie's mom was kind of in and out throughout the scenes. But, um, yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, I was going to say, why didn't you say no? And she's like, and it's like kind of like the quickness with which you said no and all this stuff. And she, and like, <laughs> Nate looks like he would like to crawl into a hole and never be seen again. Oh my God. And then um, Maddie like asks the circle if it was fast. And Kat goes, yeah, it was hasty. And Nate's like, oh, of course you're going to agree with her. And Kat goes, no, if I disagreed with her, I would say it, but I don't. And she's like, I don't know why Nate thought he was going to win. It's Maddie's birthday, and he's surrounded by Maddie's friends, who um, probably don't like him for very good reasons. He just needs to go. Well, remember, that's what I was going to say. For once in his life, he tried to do the right thing and leave, and Maddie said, no, you have to stay. It's my birthday. But, like, he did try to go, and in in, not to come he, to Nate's defense, but, like, he... He tried. He, did, he, he didn't try hard enough. I don't think he it's because he, he he's a good person. I think he probably knew something like that was going to happen. <laughs> probably just deeply uncomfortable um 
But anyway, nothing else happens in the hot tub notable at all. Um, but that's nothing happens. Moving on. Well, uh, something happens that Eleanor doesn't want to talk about. But I, I wrote before before we move on. I wrote down that um, I'd have to dump Cassie purely because she's past the crying limit for the year alone. In one night, yeah. she has cried more than I think any human should in a year. Well, no, no, no. I think she's only cried once, but it's been going on for three days. <laughs> and he, he, Nate is not worth it. And even if he was, what happened in the hot tub would not convince him to pick you, Cassie. Just I saying. would drop out and then move <laughs> to Antarctica and be homeschooled from Antarctica. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know what happened to spark this, but I wrote, Cal needs a therapist. Um, remember we said earlier that, like, a lot of these scenes kind of, like, cut in and out really quickly. So, a little earlier, like, right before the hot tub scene, we see Rue, they, basically Rue's, like, they get in a fight and Rue's, like, drop me off, I want to go home. And they drop her off at the side of the road. And she goes home. like, don't do that. Yeah, I thought that was stupid, but anyway. They drop her off at the side you know of the road. What you she should gets do? back home. Just buckle her up. She's not smart enough to get out of it at this point. <laughs> drop her off at rehab. That's what we should do, okay? <laughs> but she goes home and then she takes the suitcase full of drugs that she took from that lady and said she was going to upsell, essentially. And then starts doing them. And I've read a lot of theories about like Rue dying at the end of the show, but if she dies just because this lady kills her because she didn't pay her back the money for the drugs, I'm gonna be really upset. Mm-hmm. And then we get to um, someone who's quickly um, quickly becoming second to Cassie and making bad decisions. Um, Jules. Jules and Elliot go back to his place. And Jules is like, can I take a shower? And he's like, yeah, whatever. And she comes back from the shower in a towel. And she goes, can I borrow a t-shirt? And he's like, yeah, whatever. And he shows her where the closet is. And she goes and puts his shirt, her shirt on, his shirt on. And then she turns her phone off. She looks at Elliot and then she turns her cell phone off. Not do not disturb. Bad. Not silent. All the way off. off. I know. Like she could have just left it in there. None of their. I don't think any of them have their ringer on. Okay, just leave it in there. We're not gonna hear it vibrating. Anyway, she turns her phone fully off. Okay, and then she's like, and then she like starts to make out. She goes to the bed. And she starts to make out with Elliot. And Elliot's like, wait. And she goes, no, I don't want to talk about this. I would talk about it and he's like no no i have a secret i need to tell you and, and then like, just just real quick if you are doing something and you are not like like obviously there are some exceptions but if you are not like comfortable enough with your decision to do it to talk about it maybe reconsider do doing it i don't think she him. could do it and I, but i don't think it's like she wasn't comfortable. I think she just assumed he was going to say, this is a bad idea. And she's like, no, no, I went through all that already. My phone's off. Don't, <laughs> don't try and convince me. I've already gone through all the possibilities in my head. But yeah, don't do it. If you need to turn your phone off because you, you know it's a bad idea, don't do it. Don't do it, yeah. But anyway, Elliot's like, I have a secret to tell you. And she's like just going on her merry way. And he's like, Rue's not sober. She hasn't been sober since I met her. And she's been doing everything from heroin to fentanyl. And I know because I've been doing it with her. And understandably. Jules. Not a well, actually, not, not, um, not understandably. Because I don't know how she didn't know. Like, I think I understand her being shocked by 
how long Rue hasn't been sober for or that Elliot's been doing the drugs with her or that she's been doing every drug under the sun. But the fact that Rue is doing drugs shouldn't have been shocking. Like, just based on what we have seen of their relationship, it's obvious. And we would have to imagine that they obviously spend more time together in, you know, the world of Euphoria than we as the Mm -hmm. audience are able to see. Mm -hmm. Um, Also... I don't love how nobody cares about Elliot doing drugs. Yeah. Just because he hasn't, like, had a massive overdose. Like, I have to imagine that's the only reason. But, like, no, nobody... Yeah, they're just very casual about about drug usage here. And, like, I guess they're like, oh, we're young. That's what young people do. So, I guess... But, like, I don't think... The bar should be, until you have to go to rehab, your drug use is fine. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I do think if if Elliot, when we first meet him, and then like if he's doing drugs with Rue every time she's doing drugs, he's doing a lot of drugs. He's doing a lot of drugs. And like only one of them has been to rehab, but if they're doing the same amount of drugs, and sure, everyone's got a different tolerance and he might handle it better, but he's still doing a lot still of drugs. too many drugs to be doing, you know? If he was like... Um, if he was like, oh, sometimes I do drugs with her and she hasn't been sober since I met her, then I'd be like, okay, well, he's just casually doing it. But, like, he's he's been like, no, I would every time she's doing drugs, I've been doing drugs. <laughs> also, like, would he have told Jules or anybody ever if Jules hadn't tried to d- do him? That's what I'm wondering, because throughout the episode, you can see hints of his conscience, and, like, it starts when he when he doesn't do the line in the bathroom that Rue left him. But, like, I don't know if it's because he and Jules started having a thing, if it's because he has a crush on Rue, because that's part of the reason Jules is so adamant about, like, you know, is when she started to fall in love with Rue and they started dating, and then she's like, you really need to get sober, we need to get you sober together. So, like, and it's been established Elliot has a crush on Rue, even before we established verbally i think it was kind of obvious at least they're hinting at it so like i don't know again yeah i don't know if it was jules if it was rue if it was just he grew a conscience of his own own volition volition i don't know i just i have a lot of questions because he should he should have told somebody Nope, I just don't think anybody in the show has adults. No. Or they need better ones. Because mm-hmm. the one adult we've seen consistently is currently at a honky-tonk bar getting tossed out. And the other one is given with minors. Mm-hmm. And like, That's the other thing. Once... If you're going to like let the kids drink at your house, you don't also need don't to be also... drinking. Yeah. I mean, she does, because I don't think she can function without it. But, like, yeah, if... Not not the time. Because the whole point of having them drink under your roof is so that you can take care of them and, like, make sure... And, like, monitor them and make sure they don't go overboard. You know what you have to do to monitor them? Be sober. Be sober. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we get a church scene. Okay, I'm glad we collectively agreed to, to skip... There's a scene with Cal and his house. And he oh, no, that's at the very end. Terrorizes that's, his but, whole... Well, the church stuff starts It's in between all that. of that. 
And then yeah. it's kind of in between it. Well, we have to talk about that. So whatever you're ready to talk about that, I'm ready to talk about that. It does. Oh, have I have a singular episode. note. So I have one note. So yeah, we got a church scene. I said, is that the actual labyrinth in the church? He's very handsome. I got priorities. Um, but like basically Rue does drugs and then she gets high and we get this great shot of her. And then she like walks into a church and labyrinth singing his little gospel song. And there's people in the pews. And if you look, you can see Elliot and Jules in the church pews, which I thought was really interesting. And I thought they were going to put her dad there. Now they could have. Yes. It is the actual labyrinth. Okay. Thank you. Well, you asked. I checked. I appreciate it. No, I know I asked. That's why I said thank you. <laughs> I'm in the, I was in the middle of my thoughts, and then I got lost. Um, oh, yeah. Elliot and Jules are in the church pews. You can see them against all, against all these strangers. And I thought they were going to put her dad there as well. And they could have. But also, I don't know what her father looks like, to be fair. So don't ask me if he was there or not. Uh, and then, Eleanor, I'll let you take this away. With With Cal? With Cal. We're, we're back in the Jacob's house. Cal comes home. Also, real quick, Cal, how did he explain his head injury to his family? Because I highly doubt he was like, oh, yeah, this little nine-year-old hit me in the head several times with a shotgun when I went to threaten him. To, like, I don't think he talks to them. I would completely buy it if he just did not. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Cal comes home. Mm-hmm. Do you know the TikTok town that's like, oh my god, he's getting his cock out. That's C-A-U-L-K, the the thing that you use to fix your homes. Don't get it twisted. That's what he does. But he's not doing any home improvement. He starts just peeing on the floor because I don't don't know. I don't know if he was drunk or just concussed, but he starts peeing on the floor. Probably both. Um, And then his wife gets up and she's like, Hey, can we stop? What are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, I am who I am. Which is very funny. And then he um, tells his whole family that he's off there doing guys. And his wife does not seem very surprised. Um, and then his kids are like, Dad. Well, just the one kid. is like, Dad. You know? And then Cal tries to make it about homophobe. He's like, if I had come in and told you that I had sex with a million beautiful women and they have big old boobies and blah, 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 you guys, you know, maybe you'd be upset, but you wouldn't be disgusted like you are. I do not think they're upset that it's a ma- I think, it, you know, him cheating on their mom with men adds a layer that like a layer of, you know, shock. I think their main issue is the bragging about cheating. I think that's why your son is like, "Eh, that's weird. I don't think they're homophobic. I just think you're telling your children that you are actively and joyfully cheating on their mother. And then he tries to turn it back on Marsha and is like, you know, we're equals here because you have a shoebox of love letters and sometimes you do a little Facebook flirting. That is so different to putting, to, to, to becoming one, knowing other people biblically. Um, and like, she, the same, what you mean? she had, you know, it sounds like has, you know, Facebook flirted with one person and keeps letters from one person. So maybe it's two people total. He has had sex with hundreds of other people. So... Um, maybe he's the bad guy. 
I don't think he's the bad guy because sometimes he sleeps with men. I think it's the infidelity. It's a terrible scene. Also, <laughs> um, his wife um, is mean or is, is over it. So she goes away. So it's just the sons. And I do really like... Um, so Cal's at the bottom floor and the sons are at the top floor. And whenever the sons are being shot, it's like shot from above. So like the camera's at Cal's perspective. So we're like looking up at the boys. I do really like mm-hmm. that. I think that's really interesting. Um, but then mm-hmm. Cal, um, he he was like, you guys ruined my life because I spent, you know, the 20 years that I've spent cheating on your mother... Um, I refuse to form an emotional connection. And I think that specifically the not forming an emotional connection with the people I was cheating on your mother with messed me up. I think, I think it was that. And I don't think it was anything else. (laughs) Really? That's what we're going with. I think, um, he is, he's really confident. He should not be, but he is really confident. And then he takes a family picture off the wall and walks out. And there is a scene where he looks at Aaron, who is the eldest Nate brother, or the eldest Jacob's brother, and is like, uh, you know, I started doing other men while your mom, you, while your mom was pregnant with you. And Nate, I hate you. You ruined my life. I hope you die. That would be a great time to mention the third Jacob's brother if he existed, <laughs> which again, I do not think he does. My theory about the photo is um, it's Cal's much younger brother and he just joined them for the family photo and now he's dead and no one wants to talk about him. I have nothing to back up this theory other than it sounds ridiculous. So It does sound just ridiculous enough that it would work. Or like, have you seen those viral tweets that are like, my little sister decided to jump into other people's family photos and it's just a little black girl among... Just the biggest white family you've ever seen. No, but that's hilarious. Because I've seen that tweet once or twice, and I think that's what happened. Do you remember when I came to visit you? And do you remember when I came to visit you, and we asked your grandma to take photos of us outside your house, and then I just took photos with your grandma and your grandpa? Uh Yeah. Because I have a bunch of, every time I'm like, I'm always trying to find the photo of you and I, but I, for some reason, can never <laughs> figure out which one is the two of them. I'm like, it's one of these. It's got to be one of these. <laughs> so yeah, that's exactly what happened. And like, nobody, nobody, maybe it was his, his make-a-wish dream to be in as many family photos in one day as possible. Or, um, uh, who is it? Rachel Berry in Glee, how she's in every single club. Wait, wait, wait. No, I got it. I got it. Okay. It is the older brother's boyfriend, but he was just like, yo, this is my college roommate. <laughs> We're really good friends. Can he hop in Kalina, on this? Kalina, they're he children. In the photo of their children. This is my middle school boyfriend. <laughs> Can he hop in on this? There we photo? go. Then we're perfect. Then it's fine. No, no, no. Got it. They did an exchange program. This is the kid. <laughs> We're the smartest people alive, I swear. After Cal's little rant in his house and his little foyer and he leaves, I thought the ending of this episode was beautiful. There was like this, it was like the lighting was really nice. But um, even before while Cal was doing his rant, 
um there was like this like shot of nate and just the lighting on him was really nice and then we get these individual shots of every character eleanor and i didn't talk about this but there is like a little scene where faye and fez are watching a movie and then faye's boyfriend comes to the door and like sits down we don't hear what he says but he's like freaking out so then we get this shot of ashtray and he looks concerned he like kind of turns and looks over his shoulder and then we get some more shots of rue in the church and then we get the shot of lexi and she's sitting in the auditorium she's like almost looking to the camera but not quite but she's like turned and like she she and Fez are like turned and looking over their shoulders which I think is really interesting mm-hmm. and then it's raining and we're getting this little voiceover from Rue but she's not really saying anything but she goes I love you I love you I think but she's, she's like, um repeating what her dad told her in the her little drug hallucination in the church because he says um I love you I'm I'll always be with you and she's basically repeating that same sentiment Yes. Now, I love rain. I love just, just, rain is just a vibe, okay? And then we get this beautiful shot of jewels, and, like, the lights just, like, covering, like, like lights on, like, three-fourths of her face, but she, the rest of the scene is, like, shrouded in darkness, and she's still in Elliot's room, and it's rain. But anyway, there, there's rain falling outside a window, and then there's, we get, zoom in slowly on this little picture of, um, Rue and Jules together while Rue is saying I love you I love you which I want everyone to remember for the start of our next episode because it's going to become important later to me not to anyone <laughs> but just to me and then we get this shot of Jules from behind she's sitting on Elliot's bed and Elliot walks past the door and then closes the door and then my final note for this episode to shock no one is anyway Rue needs to get clean thank you for coming to my TED talk she absolutely does and this I believe is what jumpstarts her. Well, I don't, I don't know if she, this jumpstarts a lot of events. As we said, this, this episode is a lot Mm -hmm. of groundwork, but also has some good moments. It has a lot of TikTok sounds. Um, but yeah, we leave, we leave off. Oh, we also get, this is when we get the shot. I'm sure most people have seen of Cassie with the flowers. Yeah, I had a question. So, like, are the flowers in her head? Did she buy herself those flowers? Are they for her three-hour morning routine? I would have to imagine they're... What's happening? She's insane. In her head. I think most of Euphoria is in somebody... I think... I just thought of this. I think that um, Sam Levinson, if you're watching, you need to pay me money if you do this. I really want... Whenever Euphoria ends, I want... The very, very last scene to be Rue just waking up in a hospital bed. And the whole thing was just a hallucination from the very first time she overdosed. I hate that. I, I think hate, that's a cop out. I, I hate when think, movies do that. I know, out. but it would fit. I think that Sam needs to get Zendaya in the room, in, on set right now. Just shoot that real quick so that you have it just in case. Because I think... He, uh, so either he's going to write himself into a hole where that is the only way he can get out of it, or the show is just going to go so off the rails that it gets canceled. We talked about a show like that where, like, it wasn't the perfect ending, but, like, oh, God, what was it? It was just to the point where, like, so many things had happened, the only feasible way to, or, like... Like, my housemate and I have watched a lot of horror movies, and, like, sometimes everything just gets so convoluted. Like, we hate movies where everyone dies at the end, but sometimes things just get so convoluted it's the only way to solve a problem. I personally think it's lazy when you have 
when like you wake it's everything's a dream and oh, like it's very absolutely. rarely that's done well like even in twilight and you know we here don't quote me on that love twilight i think this like breaking dawn part two the best breaking dawn movie but i think that was also lazy writing you know what i mean I, oh i i fully agree it's not a good way to end almost anything but would it be funny i think it i think it should be like I think it would be funnier if it wasn't Rue that was hallucinating. If it was some <laughs> another character, that would that I could get behind. I don't know who, but someone. <laughs> Maybe oh, you know who it should be? Fez's grandma. <laughs> She's been in a coma this whole time, and a lot of stuff happens at her house. Too much happens at her house. Too much happens at her house for her to be in there the whole time. Or like like someone you wouldn't expect, it's like Cassie's dad. He's on his drug vendor. Okay, maybe you're onto something here. No, but no, not no, Rue. No. If it was anyone I'm else, I'm so but Rue. sorry. I'm so sorry. It's a Rue's dad. I was gonna. Well, that was my next suggestion. Rue's dad never died. Okay, he was like, "Oh my God, what if I die?" And then this is what gives him the will to live. Guys, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. Look, that would actually work. I think. Mark this. If that happens, we we need to be given a check. Royalties. Anyway, um, Eleanor, Eleanor was like, if Sam is watching this, so yeah, of our three viewers, Sam Levinson, writer and creator and director of of Euphoria, check us out. All I'm saying, look, if I were the creator or the writer of a very popular series, I would consume content about it so that I know what to do better or what to do worse if that was my plan to make the worst show ever. Oh, I think I know which way he's going. I mean, I was going to say that, but why are you saying that? Anyway, we've been here too long, which is why I'm saying goodbye. <laughs> we've been here too long. Yes, thank you for, for tuning in. Um, please leave your hottest euphoria take uh, in in the comments. It's okay if your cap if your take is... You guys described this so badly, I would never want to watch it. We gave you uh, all the important parts. If you want to hear our hottest we Euphoria only takes, we a did, little bit. We did do a little TikTok on that a while ago. So you can check us out on TikTok. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. And I think that's all the places. And YouTube, obviously. We're on YouTube. And Spotify. And SoundCloud and Apple Music for all your listening Wherever you get your pod, obviously you know that if you're listening to us right now, but Covering like all the bases. you know maybe if you listen on YouTube and you want to listen on your phone, you know. Uh, but I have been Eleanor. I have been Kalina. And this has been. Don't quote me on that. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Don't quote me on that. One day we'll have an outro, but it's not today.